What's going on, travelers? Welcome back to the 49th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton. With me is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? Not too much in Genshin. So what have yeah. you been doing with your week? Um, mostly playing Destiny. Um, we finally beat the raid, which oh, nice. probably there's some people that are probably laughing right now because it took like a week longer than it should have. But um, <laughs> yeah, like we, my friend or my uh, raid team is made up of all real life friends, so it's not like an optimized team. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And I, there's lots of people on there that where it's just like hard to find the time for everyone to match up to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and man, some of those, uh, some of those instances were difficult. <laughs> they took like 20, 30 runs the first time to beat it. So how'd it feel like when you, so I have two questions. One, how mm-hmm. long was like your last session? Last session was Honestly, one of the shorter sessions, I would say. No way. That's crazy. Yeah, the first two encounters were absurdly long. I would probably say about four hours for the first one and probably about four hours for the second one as well. Um, just because there's a lot of coordination going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's... I know you haven't played it yet, so you don't really like know the situation, but it requires like these two people to run these balls through these things, and you're crossing over using man cannons from one side to the other to go drop them in these you know specific areas, and then go back over and get these wells. It's it's very convoluted. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's all interesting, it's all fun, but yeah, they it definitely was the first time I've experienced a raid where it got easier as it went on. I'd say. Mm-hmm. You like that better, you think? Um, no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Didn't feel as rewarding, probably, right? Yeah, because especially, like, the so the third encounter was very easy, honestly. Like, that one, I think, probably took about, like, two hours. And really, if we kind of got our crap together, it probably would have been, like, one. Okay. Um, and then the last one, it took about an hour and a half, but we were all, like, we we had a few people that didn't have a lot of time that day, but we did end up like knocking it out on like, we're basically kind of done for the night. And we were like one more, one more. And then we did one more and it didn't work out well, like right off the bat. So we're like, you know what? One more, this is the last one. This is the last one. And then we managed to pull it off on that last one. Oh, that's cool. Yes. But, um, yeah, so pretty good. The raid gear is, is cool looking and everything. So it was a good time. So you got good drops or what? Mm, I mean, I'm getting raid gear stuff, so it's not bad drops, but I didn't get, I don't think I got one exotic from the raid, so. Ooh. Yeah, I remember, like, one of the early raids that dropped, I forget which one it was, and it was like, you got an emblem for it, and that was it. I'm not sure which one that is, but that doesn't sound right. Usually you get something. So, I remember something in Destiny. I think this is actually what turned me off to the game, honestly, was I did some like really hard content and all I got was an emblem and I was just like, oh, okay. Hmm. Or like a yeah, title I mean, or something. I don't know. Usually they're pretty good at rewarding you. Um, it was like but, completing it too. Like I'm not talking about right. the drops that you get like throughout the raid. I'm talking like the end. So when you get to the end, you get the like achievement or title or whatever and it's just like that's it you know what i mean like 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, but there's been, you know, there's a few of these uh, expansions in Destiny 2 that I I didn't do. You know? Okay, yeah. So it, it could have been in one of those. Got it. So how about Diablo 4? Because I tried to download the beta yesterday night mm-hmm. and it wouldn't let me. Um. Yeah, I don't think it. And I don't think it's ended yet. So I. It ends today. Right. But it wouldn't let me. Like every time I clicked on play free, Mm -hmm. to play it for free, like the beta, it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It would just revert me right to the like store homepage, and it would never start a download. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Well, yeah, I played the D four beta on console, and it was pretty good. It was kind of a return to form. Um to like OG Diablo which I never played personally I, you know, I did D2 LOD was my first one when I was very little um, but I gotta say I don't really like I think a lot of people like older gamers do like the new style I heard it's like they stuck to their guns and didn't do anything new and it's very much like D3 I actually think it's more the opposite. I think, oh. and I think that that was their approach as well, was that they didn't want D3. They didn't want D2. They wanted more like D1. And it didn't feel like D2 or D3 to me. So I would probably say that that's accurate. Huh, okay. um, this this one felt much more like a little more of a survival horror scenario rather than like crazy abilities blowing up your screen with you know uh-huh. thousands of enemies clogging up your like screen and, and you're having to fight them all back yeah like it's a hack and slash still but it's it just doesn't seem as chaotic as bananas and chaotic yeah. as the second and third one could get at least and you know maybe it's just because i haven't got far enough in the in the demo but it's um it's it's certainly good but it i don't know if um i'm gonna go ham on it Yeah, I never played a Diablo game. I've heard about them. I've watched videos. It doesn't help that, like, there's this one person that I know who loved Diablo 3. And, Mm -hmm. like, I disliked the the way this person always came off. So whenever I had to talk to them, it was, like, kind of nauseating. And then they would talk Mm -hmm. about D3, and now I just, like... I like whenever someone talks about Diablo, I think of that person. I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I mean, I don't think you're going to be missing much then because of that. So you can hold on to that grudge if you want. It's not. And it's not just that. It's also like I, I might, if I played the open beta and I liked it, I probably would have bought it. But because I didn't, I can't like I haven't I can I'm not even going to bother trying again Mm -hmm. because my time to try it it came it went now i'm not like i'm not even interested anymore where before i was like yeah you know i'll try it out and now it's gone and now i had that time to sit and think about it and now i'm like well like the new legend of zelda like all these other games star rail star rails coming out yeah star wars uh Mm -hmm. jedi survivors coming out so like yeah doesn't even matter anymore. It's, it's, it's yeah, just, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that there are other games that would take priority right now. Yeah, but um, I did, I did do something this weekend. We went to, we have friends who live above us and like down the hall in the same apartment mm-hmm. building. Oh, we played league with him. Oh no way! Yeah, we played league with him the one time. 
we did. Uh, yeah, his name's Brandon. He played League with us like once. Boy, I, I don't remember that at all. Okay, so I went to his we went to his place uh mm-hmm. yesterday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. I had raw sushi for the first time ever. Raw sushi. <sighs> no way. How'd you like it? Um it was good. Honestly, it's more it wasn't that like I mean I think like when you look up raw sushi, you don't actually mm-hmm. get like Google images of raw sushi, you get sashimi. Which yeah. is like the like actual raw like right like very blatantly raw fish which is cool like as long as it's like hygienic and like you know yeah. it's clean you're well, you'll be fine yeah exactly but i didn't eat that i had like rolls so i had like a, right. i had a but spice. often the rolls have raw fish in them no they do yeah. uh oh i see what you're saying yeah but it um but these were but like sushi rolls. Yours, yours may not have. Yeah, I mean, like sushi rolls. That's what I'm talking about. Like, like for an Alaskan sushi roll, for instance. Like, it's a uh, typically a California roll with um, Alaskan salmon, raw Alaskan salmon on top. Like, it's super common to have raw fish on top or inside of sushi rolls. Yep. So I did actually have that. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was an Alaskan roll, but I mm-hmm. it, it did have raw salmon on top. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different roles, um, especially, like, it's also dealer's choice on whatever they decide to call it, but, you know, there's typically some some big staples that most sushi places have, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many roles that include, you know, raw salmon somewhere in it, and yeah. it is delicioso. So, I, I had a spicy tuna roll. Okay, very good. That was good, and I've tried that first because... It looked most like like other cooked sushi that I've had, mm-hmm. and it was really just like getting over like the mental stigma. Oh, you're eating raw fish. You're not supposed to eat like raw, like raw food. So, mm-hmm. it, like once I got over that, I was just like, oh, like it's it's literally the same. Like it tastes the same. Like you can you can't even tell that it's raw. Was kind mm-hmm. of my point. So, yeah, like the, you know, let me just, just because I've learned about this recently myself, because I've, I've been a huge sushi eater for a a really long time, but I recently started like trying to make my own sushi. Yeah. You were telling me that like last week. Right. And so now that I've done it a couple of times, A, I will say one thing, gigantic pain. Oh my God. It's a lot of work. Um, and so like, you definitely like, I feel like if I ever do it again, um, which I've done it twice now, but if I ever do it again, I feel like I, I need to be making a lot of sushi because just the preparation to get everything ready, there's so many different parts that I like, I might as well make tons of sushi instead of doing all that work for just a little bit of sushi. You know? Right. Yeah. So like for a big dinner party or something like that, I would potentially do it again. But um, otherwise it's, it seems uh, almost more, t- uh, certainly time efficient, but um kind of even on point with economically um uh effective i guess to just order it from somewhere but the big thing with um with the fish though like raw fish mm-hmm. is that raw fish is not safe necessarily if it doesn't go through the correct freezing process so <clears throat> these fish need to be deep frozen 
at, I forgot what the temperature is, but a, a ridiculously low temperature um, for at least 24 to, depending on the fish type, 48 hours um, in order to be basically for any kind of um, uh, parasite or anything like that that could be in there, which is most commonly worms, um, to be killed off. So it's Otherwise, almost like, it's almost like mm-hmm. you cook it and it doesn't have to be super hot to kill things but if it's going to be if you're trying to kill something with be by being by making the food cold it has to be like even lower yes it has to be it has to be super low it's, it's deep frozen so it's not just frozen it's and and most this kind of freeze is not something that you'd get from a conventional freezer right it, this is a commercial freezer and because it, it most cannot get this cold at all and it has to be yeah kept in there for at least a certain amount of time um, before it can be then sold as um, true, truly safe raw fish. And the problem is, is that there's a lot of brands out there. You know, you can go to any grocery store and, and you can usually even find sashimi grade fish. But that's not actually a regulated thing. It's a buzzword term that's thrown on fish. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't actually have to be held to any kind of process. So... Um, that sashimi grade quote unquote fish that you buy could legitimately have worms on it and was never frozen the correct way. So I will say like, it's gotten me very worried when buying, like when doing sushi myself, because, um, you know, like I, there's no regular grocery stores that like I've, I've talked to the, uh, the people that sell the fish there right over at the, the butcher, or I guess the fishmonger, whatever you'd call them. Uh Um, And all of them are like, no, this is not sushi grade, you know, don't do it. And then I go to the prepackaged salmon area and all, there's a few that say sashimi grade, but you just can't trust it. And then I try to go to the Asian market and no one speaks English there. So I can't, not their fault. I'm going over there, but I can't really take it as a hundred percent, you know, security that they're doing it correctly as well. Cause I don't know if they fully understand what I'm asking for. So, mm. yeah, like it, it's a bit of a process and it's made me nervous to do homemade sushi unless you have someone that really knows like where they're getting their fish from and stuff like that. Or you live by the ocean and there's fishmongers there, like an actual fish market where you can go to and they can walk you through the process and like assure you that they've done the correct steps. But yeah, otherwise can get very messy from there. So huh. be careful, basically. Yeah, it was very getting over the stigma was weird, but after that it was good. But I mm-hmm. could not make my own sushi. Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's it's a bunch way more work than you'd think it'd be. That's for sure. But e- either way, it was good. I like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was good. This is a Genshin Impact podcast, by the way. Yeah, we have you know we have our pre banter. We gotta you know mm-hmm. talk a little bit outside of the game. I mean, I'm, we don't I'm really just have... making sure they know. Oh. <laughs> That they didn't click on sushi making 101. Yeah, they did not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, well, that's good. All right. Well, we have (laughs) not a whole lot of news to talk about. We don't have a review reading either. But if you would like to, you guys can head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Uh, Reviews on Spotify and other podcast listening apps and websites helps a lot. But if you want us to read your review on the show... You can head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you're on a non-Apple device. Leave us a review. Um, we're, we're known to read it in a character's voice of your choosing, or you can choose two and we'll flip a coin for it. Whatever floats your boat, 
Uh, but that helps the show out greatly, and uh, you get a little gift in return. Or, you know, we make you suffer, I don't know, whichever way you want to look at it. We have our Twitter as well, at HoyoCast on Twitter. Um, we had a tweet that kind of blew up. Ran tweeted out, um, you know those, like, daily commemorative, like, giveaways they do now? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, retweet them so you, like, can enter the giveaway and then they give you, like, an instant answer? Have you done no, this yet? No, I don't. No. Okay. So they, they do a tweet and they say, retweet this and follow the account. And then you'll automatically get a reply on whether or not you won whatever you, like, whatever prize was. And they do this pretty much, like, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, the joke going around is that nobody wins anything ever. And Shenhu's banner just dropped and Ran um, left a tweet of... Uh, it was like a picture of Shenha, and it said, Shenha with advice on how to win these prizes. And it was a quote by her that said, we simply need to dispose of everyone who is currently ahead of us. Then we alone shall become the victors. <laughs> and it just, it blew up, which I thought was great. Um, everybody loved it. So yeah, that but, was yeah. fantastic. You want to see more stuff like that? You can follow us on Twitter or you can join our, or, and, you can join our Discord, discord.me forward slash The Resonance. Uh, we have a lovely community there. We just had our Serena Teapot contest. Angel won that. They had a really cool, like, home inside a cave. It was very awesome looking. Um, mm-hmm. And they won a free welcome, so we do events like that all the time. Um, I'm pretty sure the next one we're going to do is probably our TCG tournament, I want to think. Yeah. Something like so. that. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, you can get on in there. Okay, this is going to be a little bit different of a show format for any new listeners uh, or for our first, for our longtime listeners. It's going to be a little bit different. Usually we do like a little bit of news and then we have like a discussion, but honestly, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Uh, I had some ideas thrown at me about doing like a platonic ship episode, but I didn't want to smash that into like half an hour because I didn't feel like it would be giving it enough time for its due diligence. So. No, that's going to take two, three hours easy. I know. So <laughs> instead, we're going to – we have like four articles to go over. Um, this will probably make up the majority of the show, and then we'll probably do like two questions of the week to wrap up the end. Um, and then hopefully next week we have the special program to talk about 3.6 um, and everything that's going to happen there so we have more stuff to talk about. Um, because this week in Genshin has been very, very – uh, lackluster so far. I mean, we just got Fungus Mechanicus, so there's that. But honestly, there's not much really to talk about. And um, overall, there's no real story like in Windbloom or anything like that. So um, mm-hmm. it's going to be a slow week. So, uh, But right off the bat, we have uh, a few articles off of Game Rant. We'll go over those first. Uh, the first one is Genshin Impact wants fan feedback on Dea. Um, so they are looking for special fan feedback about their newest five-star character. Um, she has been met with significant controversy and negative reception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have been waiting a long time for her and this isn't something new that we haven't talked about before. Obviously she has been getting a lot of criticism from players. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, um, What's the word I'm trying to say? It's uh, it's it's deserved criticism, warranted. Right? Yeah, it's warranted. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, because I, I think 
this is one of those things where this was a this was a hype character, right? Mm-hmm. This was this is a character. If this was just a, a you know rando shoehorned in five star character or whatever, especially a four star character, you know, no one would bat an eye. But this is a character that we've basically known since the beginning of Sumeru, and that everyone has wanted a piece of. So whenever she came out on release, we were expecting. You know, especially considering the, like the predecessor characters before this were, you know, next level, and then she comes out and just oh, so lackluster. So I, I feel it's definitely warranted. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, just going alongside, you know, some of the things that people were complaining about was I think number one was just a lot of really weird mechanical problems. Um, mm-hmm. That were included in like her rotation. Like if you jump, it cancels her burst completely, which yeah. is like really weird. Um, She's or, incredibly clunky. Yeah, yeah, very clunky. Um, improperly targeting enemies, stuff like that, and just not to mention that she, uh, her scaling is just like really bad, right? So mm-hmm. you know, the more you level her up, the more you level her talents up, the more the better artifacts. You know, I've seen videos of, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. content creators who make teams with her in them and they build her where she should be cracked and sh- her damage is very lackluster. So yeah. um, a lot of things going on there, but without getting into every single uh, flaw of Dea, I will say I agree. I think, you know, other than Sino, I think, and maybe I'll hype them honestly once people saw him, I think Dea was probably like one of the top three characters that people w- couldn't wait to play as when their banner dropped. Yeah, I would I would probably say that she was that's a good placement, probably the third most wanted character yeah. that we've seen so far. So actually ooh, fourth actually. Cause uh can't forget about um Tharkon. Yeah. I don't think people were extremely What? I I, I think, you know, it's an Archon. So I, I do think that like people were excited, but you know, until I think people got more excited <clears throat> when we saw Nahida's kit. Like when leaks came out about her kit, her burst animation. I think everyone wanted. I feel like Archon is like number one want. Like regardless of who they are, like you want the Archon. I mean, okay, yeah, you can say that, but then at the same time, it's like, well, then no, duh. So like, can you really even count mm-hmm. them? Of course, they're gonna be. I wonder what her nut pull, her pull numbers were that would solve. This. Oh, don't worry, we're gonna go over that. Okay. All okay. Right. Um, so we have uh, the survey asked for in-depth questions about each parts of the character's kit, specifically asking for information about Dea's individual attacks and abilities. Um, so you can find this feedback form through the in-game feedback link under the key focus and special categories part two sections. Um, the survey will remain open through the conclusion of uh, version 3.5 update. So you guys have plenty of time. It's not like usually I think I feel like when we cover this, it's just ending. Or it ends like mm-hmm. a day or two and you don't really have a whole lot of time. Um, but if you haven't, obviously, if you didn't pull for Dea, um, I just suggest that you really do your research and look at like what she can do. Compare her to other characters, at least, you know, I guess like m- maybe Deluke, I guess. I don't know. But like, you know, just compare her to other five-star characters that pretty much fit her role as best as possible. Mm-hmm watch YouTube videos and submit your feedback on what you think. I mean, if if you just look at a bunch of videos, you'll see. You'll you'll clearly see it's kind of like yeah. It makes you think, 
you know, did they make her bad on purpose and then throw her in the standard, like, banner? You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So, like, that's, like, what I can think, but I don't really know. So, anyway, just do your do your, your research, and I would say leave constructive criticism. I wouldn't, like, yeah, definitely. you know, attack them or anything. <laughs> just like I mean, that's far too common of a thing that we see with uh, many gamers these days is to just outrageously attack a company, but, yeah. yeah. Keep keep it constructive for sure. Yep. So if you guys are interested in that, go for it. I know I will be, even though I didn't pull for Dea, but I did test her a little bit, um, which honestly, you don't really get much out of the test. I think the test would probably sell you on her more than a fully like self-built Dea would, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Okay. We have Genshin Impact is nerfing Mika. This is off Game Ran as well. This was published two days ago, so on Friday. Mm-hmm. An update for Genshin Impact has revealed that the game's newest four-star character will be receiving an emergency hotfix, adjusting the cost of one of Mika's abilities. Uh, the arrival of version 3.5 second half brought two highly anticipated reruns and a new four-star character to the RPG game. Uh, newest banners feature reruns of a pair of popular cryo characters, both Shenha and Ayaka, not Yula. Uh, Mika mm-hmm. officially debuted... Earlier this week, as Cryo Polearm user focused around supporting and buffing physical damage teams. Um, his abilities feature a variety of buffs to aid characters relying on their normal attacks with his elemental burst, adding healing to the active character's normal attacks. His Ascension passive also provides another buff for DPS characters, with the first adding a physical damage buff to his elemental skill, and fourth generating stacks of his passive faster. However, Mika's charge attack will be receiving a minor nerf next week, um, it looks like the upcoming change being made to Mika, uh, refers to a bug with Mika's in-game values, wherein his charge attack stamina cost is currently set at 20 instead of an intended 25. The fix to Mika will be implemented next week on March 30th. So three days after this episode drops, um, and they are reportedly planning to compensate players for the fix. Uh, don't know what that's going to be, whether it be Freema gems or other in-game resources. Hoping for Freema gems, that's for sure. Yep, of course. Yeah, everybody is. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what that entails. It doesn't really seem like a whole lot. I don't know. Maybe you get like an extra one or two charge attacks in with that stamina. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that is coming. So be prepared to be compensated. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll see. Uh, I said we we're going to do all three game rant ones first, but the, we'll save the banner, uh, the banners for the last. So let's hop over mm-hmm. to pcgamesn.com. What a weird um, website name. PC Games yeah. N. Okay. Um, I'm assuming Genshin- the N means network or something. I was going to say, yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, Genshin Impact Mika verse, voice actor explains a character's recent voice change. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, Rob is still the voice actor for Mika. This kind of is like clickbaity, but I figured yeah. it's something to talk about because it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, so basically when we first meet Mika in version 3.1, we saw him, <clears throat> excuse me, saw him inside of the Knights of Favonius headquarters. And he was like very shy, very like reserved, um, and People liked that, and then when we got his trailer, 
he was like very upbeat and positive and he was like mostly talking about like field guiding and like everything he does for uh the order of favonius so he like just sounded different and people hated that apparently um mm. and it led to like the voice actor like trying to defend the character and being like well you know it was supposed to be mika was had to give like a speech in front of a bunch of knights of favonius and important people and that's why he was shy and then like you take him out of that setting and then he is upbeat and happy because he's talking about something he is passionate about and then like there's not really anybody there so right but like people like went ballistic but, over it i don't know why oh, yeah. it's like not that big of a deal <laughs> yeah i did not understand the reaction to it <laughs> uh, i thought it was um yeah a little over the top but uh i think I mean, it was a good change you know so um, yeah i'm all for it yeah uh, there was just uh from what this says following a bit of uproar so apparently people were really upset about mika being excited and that's really odd yeah but okay strange how All dare right. he be happy i know right exactly <laughs> okay last article genshin impact reveals ayaka and shenha first day banner sales so i kind of wanted to talk about this because we when i think the last time we covered revenue sales and how banners were doing we did this when it was Ayaka's after Ayaka's update because her update was just like super um pro not super prolonged but prolonged for a little bit and that kind of boosted her sales because I mean I know I was in that boat I ended up pulling on her banner even though I didn't want her because I just needed to pull mm. um I'm weak basically <laughs> We have the Genshin Impact chart has revealed the first day revenue numbers for the ongoing double banner that features two five-star cryo characters, Kamisato, Ayaka, and Shen He, um, alongside the four-star character, Mika. Um, okay, according to the post, the banner managed to squeeze into the top 10 on the list, which has not come as a surprise, considering that both Ayaka and Shen He are considered S-tier characters in their respective roles. Uh, another reason behind the banner's success is likely the fact that a lot of players accumulated a significant amount of free Prima Gems by avoiding pulling for Dea and Sino in the first part of the update. Um, but yeah, so very surprising that... Uh, maybe not. I mean, was that Ayaka's first banner when it was prolonged, or was that her second banner? I think that was her second banner. Okay. Um, I mean, we could, we'll could. we probably end up seeing that a little bit more mm. uh, when we talk about the actual banner revenue chart and where everybody's at, but um, it's pretty surprising that Ayaka, again, even after her prolonged banner, people still went above and beyond and knocked it into the top 10. So, well, she's very strong. So, well, th- right. She, that's and that's what I learned is I learned while <clears throat> pulling for Shen He last mm-hmm. week that she's cracked. So, yeah, exactly. She's okay. One, one of the strongest comps in the game. Yeah. Yep. So, I have this pulled up now. Uh, we are on GenshinLab.com. Basically, anybody can go here and check out the banner revenue. Um, and we're going to look at the total amount made so far. Granted, this is in the China market on iOS devices only. So in China market, only Apple devices, the revenue total for Genshin so far is $860,220,000 pretty wild that's not including 
Oh, yeah. That's not including iOS in America mm-hmm. uh, or anywhere else in the world. It's yeah, not it's inclu- just China. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty crazy. So um, right now, uh, we have the highest revenue character count individually. Is number one, Raiden Shogun and Kamisato Ayato. That was mm-hmm. the second and first rerun. We have number two was Ayaka's rerun, and number three was Nahida and Yoimiya's second rerun. I specifically remember um, Nahida pulling like everything, and obviously Yoimiya was very low. Yeah. Right now, the top banner is Hu Tao and Yalan, second for Hu Tao and first rerun for Yalan, and that is at uh, 46 million, 46 and a half million right now. God, they make so much money. Oh I know. God, they make so much Off money. Off a Hu Tao rerun, too. Jesus, I know. It's it's crazy. Jeez. Um, Shogun and Ayato, second Shogun, and that was with Ayato's first rerun. That was 37.9 million, and then it was Ayaka's rerun. Uh, after that, 35.9. But yeah, so those are the top ones so far. The lowest ones, uh, Kokomi's original. I think everybody slept on Kokomi then. Yeah, um, definitely. We have a Klee rerun and a Child rerun, which honestly, those two don't really surprise me all that much. So yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, Kokomi's is in like the top five, uh, which would be her first rerun. That doesn't surprise me, uh, being released alongside Raiden Shogun. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh, okay. I see here. Yeah, Ayaka and Shenha's second. So Ayaka's second banner and Shenha's first rerun um, is just about to pass Klee's very first banner. Mm-hmm. And that would also just about clear. It would. It probably most likely will clear Ayato's first banner as well because that's right after Klee's. So yeah. She. They. I mean, they passed Sino and Venti. They passed Sino's first banner already, which is wild. Yeah, but uh, that well, that one was surprising. I would say, I think that's surprising, especially given that Cryo didn't really doesn't really play um, a gigantic part. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. play a gigantic part anymore since the release of Dendro. So you would think that you know Sino banner probably would have did more, but yeah, I guess not. I mean, he was kind of like a controversial character to to begin with when it came to like his kit. Yeah, I think that definitely hindered him a bit, but I don't think it I don't think it deterred like to a huge degree. Oh know? no. Yeah, I still I mean I still use him. He's great. Exactly. Hopefully uh with Baiju and Kava it's even better. Mm-hmm. It's looking True. that way. But yeah, that's it. If you guys want to check that out, you can go to Genshinlab.com and it'll give you a nice like timeline. You can scroll through, see all the banners, compare them and stuff like that. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take our break. We're going to do two questions of the week and, or no, wish of the week and then two questions of the week. While we're pulling them up, I want to talk about my pulls because I pulled Shenhe. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Yes, I did. Okay, 
I got 76 pity. I got Shenhe. And then I thought, ah, uh, you know, I had 10, 10 wishes left over. So I said, you know what? Whatever. I'll just do the 10 wishes. Yep. <laughs> and then I, I uh, what I do? I, oh, I said, I was clicking through and then I think I stopped at like six, five or six. And I stopped and I said, this can go like one of three ways. I would love to lose a 50 50 to literally anybody but Jean. Because mm-hmm. I don't need Gina. She's already C6. This would have been, I, I think I said C7, but actually it was my C8. Right. The best thing would be to lose my 50-50 against anybody but Gene and then not get Shenhe in like a double pull. Mm-hmm. And then that way I'd be guaranteed for Baiju, which would have been great. Right. Uh, but what happened? I pulled Gene on like the fifth or sixth pull, and that was my C8 Gene. And then I pulled a Shenhe two pulls after that mm-hmm. so now i have c1 shenha and it's like kind of crazy and then i had like 10 standard wishes mm-hmm. that i was gonna save for after 3.5 because in 3.6 day goes there so i was gonna just right. wait to do it but then i was like yeah you know what whatever like what are the odds nope i pulled a kuching and i was just like yep. dang dude like four four like four or five stars within like 60 pulls not even yeah i mean your luck is absurd <laughs> with with pulling them granted it's not like they weren't none of them are like amazing characters so at least i'm happy that that's the case yeah uh, no offense but i hate you whenever it comes to your pulls yep um but yeah it, it, it is pretty absurd that you can pull like that uh, i don't know what's going on but oh yeah you need to buy some lottery tickets i know i should uh, my we bought my five-year-old a couple of scratch-offs i don't know why the kid loves freaking scratch-offs but he played some scratch-offs he didn't win he won like three bucks it was like it's a dangerous thing to start buying your kid at a young age oh but i but uh saturday when we were eating sushi with my buddy we hooked him up we sat him down in front of my buddy's pc and put the headset on him and he was playing genshin oh wow so I'm already, I already, you know, ing- I'm already starting to engrave uh, bad money spending habits on my child. Exactly. You got, <laughs> yeah, you got the the lotto, and then on top of that, now you have this game, yep. man, man, oh man. Yeah, and when now today, all day today, he was like, "Daddy, can we play Genshin Impact?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we can play Genshin Impact, sure, for sure, we can play that." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he he enjoys like he liked like running around in the world and like he saw a big pyro slime somewhere in Mondstadt mm-hmm. and he was just like it's so big and I was just like yeah go get it it was like level fifteen he's like level one and he got destroyed he was like trying to sh- shoot it with oh, amber boy. and I'm like yeah. yeah buddy you need to like you need to go <laughs> amber's trash you need to grow <laughs> up and learn that <laughs> so we'll see I know like if I ever do like pull on his account like. With I'm not I'm not spending money obviously, mm-hmm. but if if I did and he if he pulled a good character he would freak out because he knows what it means like when I when he sees the orange like the orange uh, like comet coming down he's like he knows oh. it's go time he's like yep he looks at me and his <laughs> eyes get wide and he's like oh. that's funny yeah okay um so I don't need any more Shenha constellations because they're Garbo so. Mm-hmm. I'll do one standard wish, which I probably won't get anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I got a Harbinger or a Cool Steel. I'll do like four pulls on Ayaka's banner. Because if I got Ayaka, I think her C1's like actually really good. Mm-hmm. Can you attest to that? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Well, I got a C like seven Sucrose. Not getting much. All blues. 
I got one more. I think I did like 10 pulls already. Mm-hmm. Maybe one more Mika Constellation? Nope. All blues. All blues? All blues, other than the Sucrose. Okay. Building pity up for Baiju, I guess. There you go. That's that's the way to look at it. All right. Let's get a pull on mine. You pulling on Ayaka? Yeah. What is your Ayaka? My Ayaka is it's only C1 right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do we go? Okay. Ugh. That's thrilling tales. I always get thrilling tales, dude. You I'm do. so tired of you getting. You should do another one. Jesus. No, no. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Baiju is. Uh, I'm still saving up for Baiju. So. I just use what is her C1? Charge attacks deal cryo damage to opponents. It has a 50% chance of decreasing the cooldown of her skill. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it can occur. Oh, by 0.3 seconds, and it can. Aff- the effect can occur every point one. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. This one, this question of the week is by Vander in our question of the week channel in our Discord. Not sure if this is question of the week worthy or not, but I like the potential discussion here. I am AR35 right now, just about to get into Inazuma, and I'm starting to work on a raid and national team. I'm having the devil of a time with the Oceanid for Singcho's Ascension. My question is, what was a major stumbling block on the way through playing this game, and how did you get through it? This is for anyone who wants to answer. Oof. Um, trying to think of stumbling block. I don't know if I... It had to have been early. Because the problem was that I started min-maxing like pretty early on in the game. Did you? I would say that probably my, my biggest issue that I had... I guess there's two that i can kind of think of and one of one of them's almost embarrassing now um but i would probably say um whenever we had the it's like when i first started playing um the dragon encounter i would probably say that thing weekly was really annoying because it was particularly buggy at that time too it still is pretty buggy but um yeah, whenever you whenever you did that, like I was running a Ningguang Ting at the time, and it's she was pretty powerful, but I had seen lots of YouTube builds on her, but like it just wasn't. I wanted I wanted it to work a lot more than it actually did. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And so I was pretty resistant to changing my team, and like it, so it took a really long time to finish him up. I would say so. That was kind of a stumbling block where now you know I can finish him in ro- one rotation, no problem. Um, so yeah, I would say that's one. And then also, whenever we had the um, child boss come out, whenever mm-hmm. he first came out, that was a little rough for a while. Once again, running the same team, it wasn't really. He was. He was. I think he was actually a little overtuned at the time because you didn't play during that time, right? Whenever he first came out. Well, I don't know. I don't think I played when he first came out, but when I I remember when I was fighting him when I first unlocked it, I was like I struggled a lot. Yeah, um, I think it was just a matter of like once again not min maxing my teams. Really, still didn't really a hundred percent understand how team building worked in the game, so. <clears throat> It took me a while. Like, I, I always eventually beat him, but in both cases, it was just like it just took way longer than it should have. But, you know, 
once you kind of learn your your min maxing and really pay attention to team comps you can um you know literally blow them up in like three seconds so yep yeah i think child is probably when i'm not farming weekly boss materials for anybody specifically child is almost Mm -hmm. one of the weeklies i always knock out at max level because i can literally melt him down in like two five seconds yeah exactly yeah um, I think one of my bigger stumbling blocks was leveling was ascending my world level too quickly. Mm. So I ascended my world level way too fast, but none of my teams or my characters were built well enough to handle even overworld enemies. So I just struggled mm. constantly everywhere. I got you. So I would recommend that like if anybody hears this and you're new or you just downloaded the game and maybe you're like a really low AR rank. Uh, I would just take your time in like building your teams, using the free artifacts that you get. Um, obviously, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend um, farming artifacts until you're at least AR forty, I think it is, or forty five, one of those mm-hmm. two, because um, it's not really worth it. But yeah, I think you know don't ascend your world level too much. Um, I think you get like some rewards for it, and I think all I really cared about was pulling. Because right. I was very new and I didn't have any characters and the and fastest that was the way super fun part. Yeah. yeah. The fun part was pulling the characters. So whatever chance I got, it it didn't matter. I didn't save up any Prima gems for like pulls. As soon as I had 160 primos in my pocket, it was gone. So I think just like take your time with the game and don't you can do things for the rewards, but I wouldn't like increase your world level just for rewards until you're absolutely ready. Um and just make mm. sure your teams are able to handle everything pretty much pretty easily before you do that or make sure you have the materials necessary to level them up back to the max level but like as soon as you ascend does that make sense yeah and i think that actually was more specifically my problem it was like if i had to ascend my world level or if i could i did and then i was like 10 levels below or like 15 or 20 whatever the number was levels below like the bosses that i needed to farm i just it just sucked it sucked every time taking them down. And then mm-hmm. when I got when I did when I was able to ascend my characters to their next max level, I could just clear them easily. So then I just stuck to that one world level, farmed them as much as I needed to, and then ascended my world level. And I think that's probably the easier way to go about it. Yeah. Um yeah, unless I just did something completely moronic and that nobody else did, maybe that was it, but there was one other thing I was gonna say too. Oh, uh, just uh, well, I guess two things. Resin. Make sure you utilize your resin. E- like even if you're just farming the heroes wet or the mora. Like even if like very early AR ranks, you want to use it on world bosses. And I think world bosses and a lot of mora and XP materials. I think that's like a pretty good uh starting point. Everything else can mm-hmm. pretty much come easy. Don't use your fragile resin too quick. You don't need to use it like b- before AR forty five. Right. And uh. Crap, there was one other one, and it was a good one. Um, oh, a buddy of mine who actually got me into this game, who doesn't play anymore, said, don't go over world level 7. You don't need to. It's not worth it. Um, I think it's like the only difference is is like the enemies are harder in the overworld, and uh, your artifact drops are like less than a percentage higher. Yeah. But I'm going to argue and I wish I never listened to them, that you should because literally the damage, like the difficulty increase of overworld enemies at world level eight is literally negligible 
and literally every percent for your resin counts because it doesn't last forever and you're going to wish that you used your resin more efficiently. Even if you use it as efficiently as possible, you're going to miss that resin and you're going to wish that you took every every run like seriously. And if that 1% added up to 100 runs, you would have at least one more artifact to use. And boy, I wish I had that one artifact. <laughs> Um, yep. But I don't know. Hopefully that helps answer that question. Let's do one more. Uh, this one, you're, you're probably going to need to get your character list out. Okay. Um, if you had to remove three non-standard banner five-star characters from Genshin, who would you choose? So you got to remove three limited... banner five-star yep. characters. Yep. Okay. Three limited characters from the game. Let's take turns. I'll go first. Okay. That means Dea and Tignari obviously are off the table because they're standards. I'm going to say number one is probably, oh, this is tough. When you got to choose three, <laughs> uh, the first one's got to be, for me. Let's let's uh, let's switch off. So you name one, then I'll name one. And yeah, 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 one. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Klee. Klee? Yeah. That's that's a respectable one, yeah. Um, now, did we say banner specific? Uh, yeah, it just can't be a non, it has to be a non-standard, so a limited character. Aloy. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Honestly, she is the most egregious one there. Like, let's be honest. She's she's worthless. As much I, as I love to pick her for everything, like, <laughs> she she really is. She's the butt of all my jokes, but she's also just kind of like, what are you doing here? You make no sense. I just hate so. that, like, she is even a five-star. I mean, like, I love the fact that she is in the game but then they totally destroyed her by just giving her zero constellations it yeah doesn't you, make you any think sense that, like with every like horizon like update or mm -hmm. like they just announced the dlc for horizon mm -hmm. zero dawn they announced it in vr you think they would just be like okay well here's a another free aloy yeah, I mean, it just it just literally doesn't make any sense. It's like they put in all that work for a character to never have anyone use her. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. It just makes no sense. So it's it's frustrating more than anything else. All right, who would I get rid of? I'm next. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Number two for me is Child. Yeah, I support that 100. percent Yeah, I don't I don't care for him. I did a lot. Like I I love his Originally, character yeah. and where he his like storyline is going or where it feels like it's going. I don't know. His gameplay just seems very weird to me. I'm sure there are some really good teams with child in it, but I feel like I there never are. see him anymore. And yeah. he, his date, his day is just, it's, you know, oh, it's far behind us at this point. Yeah. And if he, if he wasn't a playable character, I would still like him. Yeah. As a character in like the story. Same. Yeah. So. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't um, reflect my opinion about him as a narrative character. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like this list is way this like this question for you is just way easier because I you're very meta. So like if the character is not like yeah. like the best, then like I th feel like like you obviously don't care. Yeah, which brings me to my next one, Eula. Okay, she's out. <laughs> Get her gone. <laughs> oh boy, you said it, not me. <laughs> so yeah, she she's out of there. Uh, is it just like the physical damage like? I've just never cared for that character in any sense. I've never, even even in her best team comps, I don't think that they're great. So yeah, I wouldn't do it. 
Wow, you're pissing a lot of people off right now, aren't you? Let it be said. <sighs> Truth um, hurts, people. Truth hurts. Um, So you have two, and I have two? I have two, yeah. Um, So this one, like, I feel like I want to root for this this character, but I feel like because I don't have them, I can't root for them as much, but it's Nilu. That was actually going to be mine. So Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, good one, good one. I guess it would have to be... I'm kind of scared because I feel like I know who you're going to say. I don't I don't think you do. I mean, there we already counted Tignari out, right? We're yeah, Tignari and Dea both do not and count. And Dea. All right, okay, good. I think... Uh, do you know who it is? I'm going to guess. Okay, well, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let me just make sure that this is indeed the person mm-hmm. that I want to go with. Okay. Okay, go ahead and guess. I think it's Wanderer. No, actually, you're wrong. Okay. Do you have yeah, Wanderer? It, Did you pull for him? Yeah. Yeah, I got him. Okay. I only got him, uh, you know, I didn't get any extra constellations for him or anything, but okay. um, I do have him. Um, so this one is going to be probably, I feel like this one's the most controversial pick. Huteo. Okay. I I I literally have her at C2. I pulled her specifically wanting to build a team comp around her um she is one of the most powerful comps or at least pre-sumeru was one of the most powerful comps in the game she's still very strong now though but i honestly just she's the one character where her play style is just so annoying you have to constantly balance her life and it is just ugh. i don't care for it especially in the whenever you're doing your end game content because honestly the with the abyss with with some of them especially now like it's just too much stuff to watch out for especially with the jank that lives in the abyss sometimes so yeah, i get what you're saying I, I just i can't deal with it you know anyone that does deal with it you're a better person than me but <laughs> yeah i i just can't i feel like she is just an obnoxious character to deal with whenever there's so many other characters that don't have to deal with that annoying mechanic and they do, you know, far better than her in my opinion. So yeah, it's just a, I don't have a problem with intricate mechanics at all and, you know, balancing certain things, but with that one, you're constantly toying with death and (laughs) that just makes it an instantly unfun mechanic for me. So, well, you think you would use her again or enjoy using her more if there was like a support character that came out that let's say like gave you a shield that like kept your health at a certain percentage on field for a certain um, amount of time <clears throat> that like locked it in place? Yeah. Well, I don't know cuz that would negate her own mechanic. No. Cuz her old like yeah. let's say like you you use this like let's say this person <clears throat> gives a shield and right. the shield, when swapped to another character, will protect your character from death, but only at like twenty five percent. So, which I th- I feel like is like a really good number, right? Like you're guaranteed to stay at twenty five percent for a certain amount of time. So you're saying that like, but it, it will keep me down that low even if I heal up from a different character or my ability, correct? So like it it won't it'll basically negate my own healing as well. Yeah, and then when the shield breaks, it's done. 
you're staying at 25. So you right. So, so I mean, you don't have to worry still, about the health going down. But as soon as the shield breaks, right. you, that's it. Like so you need to still swap. not great because whenever the shield <laughs> breaks, you're you're at 25 percent, and a lot can go wrong when you're at 25 percent. So just get good. <laughs> there's still a danger. There's still a danger zone area, which is which is the the problem. I would say, you know, you you run her with characters as is to prevent death. But it's just the fact of the matter is, is that it's really annoying to constantly be looking up at the health bar to make sure that you're good. Whenever other characters like and for a lot of my rotations, I know I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that that's just it. It is it is what it is. It's a very particular play style and I don't care for it at all. Yeah, I've, I feel very lucky, not lucky, but like fortunate that I decided to invest more into Shao than Hu Tao because mm-hmm. he loses HP in his burst form. But mm-hmm. he, like, I can just outheal it. It like it's so right. negligible that like, and arguably like two of the best supports for him literally will heal him. So like, doesn't even matter. Okay. Um. So let's wrap it up there. Uh, I know it's kind of a weird episode. It's still you know an hour long, but um, let's wrap up the show here. We have our patrons to thank: Muffy, Bustin, Nyanko, Flame, DJ, Aegisupi. Neku, Ran, and Penguin, thank you guys for supporting the show. It is greatly appreciated. If you guys want to get a hold of Pharaoh, where can they find you, Pharaoh? Um, yep, so make sure to check out Chronicles of Runeterra. You can find it anywhere where you look up your favorite podcasts. Um, it's about the Hit, Kane, Hit Arcane series from Hit Netflix. <laughs> the Hit Kane series. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for, it's, uh, for the Arcane series from Netflix. Um, really great series. They're going to be coming out with the uh, second season at some point this year so that will continue to do well very well we were very fortunate enough to to kind of blow up on that and um get interviews with uh many of the cast members we still have some in the bank that we have to drop that we're waiting for the uh season two um territory to come around before we drop but cast is is amazing to talk to there had so much fun fantastic series won many awards just definitely worth the watch so give it a shot I agree. And that uh, that's it. Sweet. Uh, other than that, hopefully, like I said before, we get the special program for 3.6 so we can have a lot more interesting things to talk about because um, I don't really see very much happening now. And I think, you know, we, should, we are kind of due for it. I think we have 14 days starting from today left in the update. And usually they drop that live stream program a week before the actual update goes live. So... Yeah. So that should be good. Uh, but other than that, hope you guys have a good week. And add Astra Abasas, travelers. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good. I just laughed because I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had that conversation. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.